1: You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show.
2: This would be uh, our number two of The Rob Carson Show for the uh, Gen X people in the audience. Uh, generally, kind of like one of the original uh, TV heroes of, uh, of, of some of us Gen Xers, John Schneider. Uh, Bo Duke from the Dukes of Hazzard, he's done a lot since then, you know, Smallville and whatnot, musical career, on and on and on, created the Children's Miracle Network with Marie Osmond, did you know that? Children's Miracle Network, when you're at the grocery store and they say you want to give a dollar to the Children's Miracle Network, oh, John Schneider, yeah, I know this, I know this, so he's going to join us at the bottom of the hour, pardon me. Got a little uh, stuff, a little funk in the throat. So uh, uh, before we launch into the next topic, which is going to be um, Rob Schmidt's epic monologue on January the 6th and the disparate sentencing of uh, five of the uh, defendants this week and uh, in the last couple of weeks. Burning Man census. Now, if you uh, were wondering what kind of people go to see Burning Man, uh, what do you think? What do you suppose their uh, political persuasion would be? Yeah, obviously very liberal Democrat, because uh, Democrats who don't have jobs can do things like Burning Man, and, and after the age of, I don't know, 40, uh, still think it's relevant to go get really drunk and high and stand in the desert with a bunch of people and <clears throat> burn a building. You know, they, uh, that's what they do. So the new census of uh, Burning Man attendees has revealed, and this will be a shock, uh, most burners are white men near middle age who become increasingly rich and in Democrat. <laughs> No way! Shut up. Next thing you're going to tell me, uh, they wear or they drive Priuses with uh, coexist bumper stickers on the back, or, or in this case, a uh, a Tesla. A Tesla. Did you ever notice that leftists never put bumper stickers on their Teslas? They never put bumper stickers on the Tesla. They do it on, they do it on the Nissan Leaf, mostly to, by, to hold the car together, I guess, like duct tape, uh, or they do it with Priuses. So anyway, here you go. Every summer, attendees come there, and they're generally wealthy, educated, uh, average age of 37. Uh, they started this in 1986, uh, draws 80,000 artists, musicians, and everybody, and they go to the desert. It's kind of like that scene in Independence Day, Randy Quaid and his group of people. If they were artsy, fartsy, insufferable commie libs. <clears throat> that's what it'd be like. 34% said they hold graduate degrees up from 24% in 2013. At the San Francisco Chronicles notes, the average uh, average uh, national average is a much lower 15% of people who have uh, graduate degrees. So that's who's going to Burning Man, <clears throat> and one of the reasons why I will never go to Burning Man. So uh, a few months ago, this was kind of the original uh, Freedom Rock that came out. You know, we've heard the song uh, Richmond, North of Richmond. Uh, that song became an anthem for those downtrodden who feel like the government is living high on the hog while you and I are suffering. Well, this came out about a year ago. And this is just Donald Trump reading the uh, uh, the uh, National Anthem <clears throat> or the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm sorry about that. <clears throat> the Pledge of Allegiance with January 6th protesters singing in the jail. Okay. Now many of the January 6 protesters have been there for 900 days without a trial. Many of them like Joe Big sentenced this week for knocking fence sentenced to 17 years in jail. Uh, for doing that, and and every night at nine o'clock, the January the sixth protesters sing the national anthem, much to the chagrin of the uh, the uh, jackbooted thugs in charge of the jail in Washington D.C. And this song went to number one, just like Richmond, North of Richmond.
3: States
2: of America. Okay, so that was, and I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, I figure if you want to listen to the whole thing, you can listen to one online. But that went to number one. Because people realize that something's going on here. I've said that we are living a tale of two cities. We have a bourgeois and a proletariat. The uh, the bourgeois, that's you and me. We uh, Or the proletariat, that's you and me. We feast on the crumbs. While the people in Washington, D.C., uh, you know, we feast on foie gras. And now we have a uh, Bastille. And, uh, and what comes next? Uh, La Revolution. Now, this is uh, a peaceful revolution, but, but underway nonetheless. And last night, uh, Rob Schmidt did an epic monologue on this. Rob Schmidt of Newsmax, who uh, <clears throat> I do believe is doing a wonderful job. Uh, filling the boots of uh, Mr. Tucker Carlson, who was fired from Fox News. Here is uh, a little bit of his monologue. I want to share a little bit of this and, and get your reaction as we, if you'd like to as well. 800 922 6680.
0: And it was Michael Brown all over again in this country. And the nation fell into chaos in the summer before a presidential election. 2020. And Democrats immediately began stirring up as much rioting as possible because right before the 2020 election, that was certainly to their own benefit.
2: Now, I said 2020 was 2020 because it was 2020. I said that in, wait for it, 2020.
4: Make the phone call, send the email, show up. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. And unfortunately, there's plenty to go around.
5: This is a particular moment in American history where 400 years of oppression, 400 years of racism are being addressed in a very, very powerful way. That can't compare to anything else. And people's voices needed to be heard.
3: This is not just a moment. It is a movement. It is a movement that is fueled by the the diversity the oh, beautiful diversity of who we are coming together as a unified body um, demanding in this case change and justice for everyone yeah
2: yeah you the know phones. it's it's it's, it- it's vomitous it's vomitous to be quite honest and here is uh, Rob Schmidt talking about. The sentencing. And and this isn't about being a party shill. This is just about challenging the narrative that the mainstream media, the liberal media, are painting about January the 6th.
0: Their support was never more obvious than when Blue City and state leaders dropped their all-important COVID restrictions to join in these protests that almost always descended into some kind of riot or chaotic activity. And that is why we see such a disparity in sentencing between the summer of BLM BLM and January 6th Listen. because the left is not going to punish their own foot soldiers. Our first example is Ethan Nordine, who prosecutors say helped plan January 6th and then led a group to the Capitol. Unarmed, they say Nordine tore down a fence oh, allowing no. rioters to breach an outside perimeter near the Capitol. Ethan Nordine was sentenced to 18 years in prison. Think about how long that is. What did Nordin plan? Well, prosecutors never really say that. They just scream out seditious conspiracy because it sounds terrible. Ask anybody associated with January 6, and they'll say there was no real plan. Had yeah. this been a real rebellion against the government, you might've wanted to bring a weapon or two. Yeah, there's that. Two other proud boys, Joseph Biggs and Zachary Rell, with 17 and 15 year sentences for the same, breaching barricades, tearing down fences.
2: Yeah, essentially uh, stealing a loaf of bread is an analogy that I would use. Uh, here's a little bit more of uh, uh, Rob Schmidt talking about one of the defendants.
0: Dominic Pozzola smashed a window on the Capitol building, 10 years in prison for breaking a window, ripping down fences, breaking windows. You get between 10 and 20 years in prison. By comparison, BLM rioter Edward Shinzing was sentenced to one year and three months in prison, 13 months for breaking into an occupied federal justice center in Portland, Oregon in May 2020 and lighting the building on fire when it was full of people.
2: You know, it's kind of funny because uh, the BLM uh, tried to burn down St. John's historic church right across from the White House before driving Donald Trump and his family into the presidential bunker. Why are those people not on a first name basis? Why are those people who did that? Why weren't they tracked down using cell phone data because they committed acts of terrorism. Was
0: on fire, Shinzing then intentionally spread the fire to other parts of the building, trying to make it as dangerous as possible. Federal employees were forced to evacuate to escape the flames, Weird. meaning Edward Shinzing tried to kill a building full of federal employees by lighting it on fire. Fifteen months in prison.
2: Now, um, the government, and and if you look at history as any sort of a gauge, a government that engages in this, okay, in using and weaponizing its legal system to uh, persecute its political opposition, that government is going to end, all right? And I'm saying with this one, this iteration, not the government, not our United States has founded, just the people who are in charge now so right now I believe they're living on borrowed time it's just a matter of how long and I'm not talking about death I'm talking about the death of the bureaucracy and, and uh, reinventing it but sooner or later it's going to come to a very abrupt and ugly halt and it, uh, it's, it's gonna matter who, who is on the right side of history and who is on the wrong side and those who are on the wrong side are gonna have to be held accountable uh, a little bit more on uh, Rob Schmidt in the disparate It means different, by the way. It means one side gets punished more, in case you're a a Democrat.
0: Cops being run over intentionally by cars while trying to stop riots as they poured through this country in 2020. As our elites poured fuel on the fire and radicalized America's victim class into violence. Yeah. Because chaos helped their chances In the 2020 election, need to be held accountable. In fact, the AP reports about 60 of the roughly 100 cases that were brought uh, in Portland have been dismissed. What court records show? What? 60 of the 120 cases, of the 100 cases, as opposed to January 6, which the DOJ proudly states, in the 31 months since January 6, 2021, more than 1,106 individuals have been arrested in nearly yeah. all 50 states for crimes related to the breach of the U.S. Capitol, including more than 350 individuals charged with assaulting or impeding law. Enforcement.
2: Yeah, thousands of police officers were injured in the 2020 uh, riots. Two billion dollars worth of damage to America's cities, uh, and America gets it. America understands this. Uh, here is Ron DeSantis last night talking to my friend Mr. Eric Bowling about what he would do uh, if he were in charge. Some of the people that are that are going away now—they've 15, 18, and 22 years for Terrio. As, as a president, would, would President Ron DeSantis commute or pardon those guys?
0: we will look at all those cases i mean so there's some examples of people that should not have been prosecuted they just walked into the Capitol. if they were BLM they would not have been prosecuted then there's other examples of people that probably did commit misconduct they may have been violent but to say it's an act of terrorism when it was basically a, a, a protest that devolved into a riot uh, to do excessive sentences you can look at okay maybe they were guilty but twenty two years if other people that did other things got six months so i think we need a single standard of justice and so we'll use pardons and commutations as appropriate to ensure that everyone's treated equally and as we know A lot of people with the BLM riots, they didn't get prosecuted at all.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and everybody understands this. Everybody knows this. The average American knows this. The average Democrat voter, ABC, CBS, NBC, viewer may not recognize this, but the rest of us do. We uh, see through it now. Coming up, I've got this, uh, and I debated how to approach this interview. That Tucker Carlson did uh, with uh, uh, Barack Obama's uh, Dalians, Larry Sinclair. Uh, I'm going to play some of it. I'd like to know your thoughts on it. Um, There is a relevance to it. Uh, that I think is important, and I'm going to uh, share what I think. Also, uh, I was writing uh, a good deal of political satire for Rush Limbaugh when Barack Obama ran for president. And I was saying some of the same things. Not about, you know, uh, cocaine and having sex, uh, but about other things. About uh, covering up everything to get Barack Obama elected there was a machine in place to get him elected despite lack of experience uh live experience political experience and whatnot anyway that's coming up the number is 800-922-6680 this is the rob carson show you know it's kind of interesting uh, social media LinkedIn is the only social media where you can, uh, you know, uh, establish ties with other industry professionals, uh, and half of them want to uh, uh, pro- promote your podcast and are from India. It's kind of weird that way. Uh, half of your uh, friends on uh, on the, uh, LinkedIn generally people from India who uh, who will promise you they will uh, promote your podcast and reach a million listeners, which we already do. But I do appreciate that. <laughs> I want to talk about this uh, this Tucker Carlson interview, but. First, let's hear this from Jim Gossett featuring Barack Obama and Tucker Carlson, and you'll only hear it here on The Rob Carson Show.
6: I know you want to out me. Posted well, it. Tucker Carlson, just let it go. If people hear from Larry about me, it might hurt of my legacy. I ain't too proud to beg you. Thank you, Tucker. Please don't out. Boo. I ain't too proud to plead, Dr. cousin. Please say yes and don't say no. Ah, come on, Tucker. Oh, what do you say, pal? Huh? Too bad it's staying up there. I'm gonna let the folks decide. <laughs> for too long, the left has protected you. Ever since they somehow elected you, I ain't too proud to beg. It's not working. I won't take down that interview. The last thing that I need, Tucker Carlson. Oh, won't you tell me what I can do? You can watch it yourself. Twitter.
2: There you <laughs> go. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, by the way, he is at uh, 17 million views, which is still a whole lot more uh, people who the, that are watching Fox News. There's that. So, not exactly the 270 million that he did with the Trump interview. Uh, and I debated uh, whether to run this if uh Barack Obama did what he did you know because honestly uh do do I doubt that Barack Obama might have a proclivity toward uh, you know uh men I don't know you seen him ride a bike lately hey, okay, it's a little joke it's just a little joke but you know who cares I don't care the, the problem is the cover up that's the problem in the cover up. Because, uh, you know, smoking crack and uh, smoking something else uh, really show a tremendous uh, void in the character. Here's uh, here's, uh, Larry Sinclair, the intro.
4: One of the most interesting moments in the 2008 campaign occurred when a man, like Obama himself, came from out of nowhere to recount his experiences with Barack Obama, the man. His name was Larry Sinclair, Mm -hmm. and he told an amazing story. He said that in 1999, he had encountered Barack Obama in Illinois, had sex with Barack Obama and then used cocaine with him. Gotcha. Sinclair went on to make these claims publicly at the National Press Club in Washington, to sign a sworn affidavit and to take a lie detector test. But he was dismissed. In fact, he was attacked. Obama shills like Ben Smith, the Politico, batted the claims out without refuting them. They're absurd and the rest of the media followed suit.
2: Now, it's kind of weird that uh, uh, E. Jean Carroll got $5 million from Donald Trump even though there was no evidence at all, he met her for a sexual romp in the Bergdorf Goodman dressing room in the 1990s. There's no evidence whatsoever. No pictures, no DNA, nothing. And uh, and uh, uh, Donald Trump was a high profile individual surrounded by bodyguards, surrounded by people, all of that. Oh, and did you hear the latest? Apparently, uh, he is, um, uh, uh, E. Jean Carroll can get even more damages after a judge ruled that he defi- defamed her in 2019 claiming her sexual assault allegations were totally false and saying that she was not his type so he's he said she's not my type and now she can get defamation uh, money for saying that I hate to tell you this E Jean Carroll uh, back then uh, and now I don't know who the hell's type she is but it ain't mine either but the claims weren't
4: absurd we're not claiming they're true, but they were certainly credible. This was a firsthand account of Barack Obama's behavior by someone who was willing to sworn, sign a sworn affidavit to that effect. So the question is, whatever happened to Larry
2: Sinclair? What's his life been like since? Yeah, and why are people who have no evidence, uh, no credibility... No witnesses, no timeline, no specific location. I.e., what happened to uh, to uh, 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 Judge Gorsuch in his confirmation hearings. Uh, the same goes with uh, with Donald Trump and E. Jean Carroll. Uh, here, here, here it is again. This is that uh, that uh, two, you know, uh, two different approaches, uh, two different uh, takedowns, and the media always signs with the liberal. Uh, Is Barack Obama gay? I don't even care. But how did he get elevated so quickly with so little skill and how much was covered up to get him there? John Schneider joins us next. Don't go anywhere. We have a special guest on the line, one of my favorite guests of all time. You know him as uh, Bo Duke. You also know him from the TV series Smallville. He is also the founder of the Children's Miracle Network. He has a musical career. He is a, uh, was a teen idol for me particularly, and my wife, she's still a big fan, wants to meet him. I said, that's never going to happen, not as long as I'm alive. John <laughs> Schneider. How are you, man?
5: Great. <laughs> hey, Rob, how are you, my friend?
2: I'm good. John, you know what? There are a lot of Gen X women out there. Who uh, you know? I mean, you were you were the teen I- I- idol. You were the guy on Dynamite Magazine, and you were just well, barely yeah, a teenager yeah. too. You, you were nineteen, right, when that TV show rolled around? I was actually eighteen when the uh, when the show
5: rolled around. But oh my God. Uh, it, it was uh, it was fun. The world wasn't quite crazy. We had uh, three networks and more to watch. Somehow, yes.
6: yes. And the news the was
5: the news. They actually, you know, people actually reported uh, the news with no bias, which is really quite wonderful. and people people don't understand that any more than uh, than a twenty year old understands that you didn't used to always have a phone in your pocket.
2: Oh, yes. I was I was looking for a quote that I had. I had written down a quote this morning about news coverage and how it used to be, you know, the old cliche, it bleeds, it leads. Uh, the most the the, uh, the the stories that have the largest impact on society as large, that was generally descending order of importance in a newscast. Now it was, does it enforce the uh, tenets of a political party and a candidate of choice in the newsroom, which is always Democrat? That's it. It's, it's what hurts Republicans and what what benefits democrats that's what's happening well, it's, it's with the mainstream media
5: yeah it's embarrassing they've destroyed journalism there is no real journalism and as far as the mainstream goes anyway I mean you know, of course with the advent of all these channels and all these things there are actually there is real news out there but you've got to you've got to turn over every rock you've got to really search and try to find it but on the ones that used to be tried and true, it's just like you said. It's all—it's all forcing an, a political agenda. It's forcing something down a. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and say it—a rather naive population's throat. And they're—they're they're naive not because they're not very bright, but they're naive because they—they they have this onslaught of BS that comes at them all the time. Yeah that makes it makes it so if you really want to be informed used to be when when I was a kid all you had to do was turn on the news and you would be informed like it or not you were informed but now you've got to you've got to seek out the truth and you've got to bring your own barometer to figure out what's BS and what's not and it's you know it, it's impossible today to really uh to really be educated about what's actually going on, or they make it as they make it as difficult as humanly possible. And shame I, on well, they are not journalists, but,
2: journalists. They're not journalists but here's, at all. But here's something interesting. This morning, I was reading this poll. Now, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, PBR, NPR, PBS, whatever the hell—they're not covering Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's business dealings. They're not covering it at all. But CNN decided to do a poll even though they're not talking about it, even though they're saying there's no evidence, and they found that 66% of respondents say that Joe Biden's actions related to son Hunter Biden's business dealings were illegal. So those are CNN viewers, 66% of, and yet CNN is not covering the story. So that goes to show you that people aren't watching, they're watching them anymore.
5: It's, it's insane. And if they actually did cover the story, I think you'd wind up in 70, 75 percent of people that believe Joe, like myself, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, like you, believe that Joe <laughs> yeah. Biden is guilty of treason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Treason. He has sold the United States for his own benefit and his family's own benefit to our enemy. Yeah. I mean, come on, folks. This is not something you can turn your back on. What's happened with Enrique and the Proud Boys, and what's going on with those sentences that have been handed down? This is not something we can turn our backs on. No. Um, and I was I was rather uh, rather appalled at DeSantis's uh, comment last night. I saw DeSantis was commenting on Newsmax. Love Newsmax, absolutely. But he was. He kind of skirted around the, I can't remember who, I think it was Rob Schmidt, I think, asked him, you know, would you would you pardon uh, the Proud Boys? And he kind of skirted around it. Well, you know, some are guilty and some are not. This it, it, it's a BS. These people did not do anything. And if people would actually take the time to remember 20 minutes ago, the Proud Boys were formed so that they could protect Make America Great Again people against the Black Lives Matter rioters uh, and against people who wanted to do them harm. So the Proud Boys were not formed to come in and cause any problems. They were formed to create a wall between true insurrectionists and constitutionalists. And we have so lost the, the, the truth of what that was so, we need a candidate who, who has a, the intestinal fortitude to say, look, if Donald Trump can't run, then vote for me. Because I'm going to, uh, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pardon Donald Trump. Second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pardon all these people who have been unjustifiably imprisoned for the January 6th nonsense. And the third thing I'm going to do is I'm going to appoint Donald Trump as my, <laughs> as my number one advisor. Now, that's what somebody should say. Yes. And they're not. They're not. They're not saying it. I don't believe this 14th Amendment nonsense is going to is going to is going to keep Trump off the ballot. But, you know, a lot of things have happened in the last couple of years that I never thought would happen. How about you? Have you you been surprised?
2: (laughs) Oh, no, no. Let me tell you. And this is interesting, John. I don't remember back in the 90s. There were a group of men and these were men of not they were all colors. All of this, but they were—I think they called them what the Promise Keepers—and they used to get the together party? and they would, yeah, yeah and, and they would pray. They would get together mass arenas and pray and commit themselves to being uh, 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 faithful to their families and their wives. The left destroyed them. Then the Tea Party movement—the Tea Party movement, which was uh, a group of people who wanted to return us to constitutional principles—and then there was uh, Moms for America, a group of moms who were tired of this nonsense transgender bullcrap and politics yeah. being taught in school. All of them were attacked in the same fashion. This is the first time that they've made them into political prisoners. And John, I got to tell you, any republic, any country that is on the side of that is not long for this earth. The people in charge of this government are not going to be in charge forever because this will cause the people to say, we're done, get them out of office, return us to constitutional principles. But this is the first time they've been able to jail people and send a signal that if you well, think the wrong you know, way, well. you could go to jail forever.
5: You know who else did that to anyone who opposed his policies was Abraham Lincoln. Hmm. Abraham, Abraham Lincoln arrested and in jail, uh, imprisoned, pardon me, uh, newspapers who were against his version of what the war was about. No trial, no jury, no charge, no nothing, no recourse. He's the last one who did that. So it's, it's, it's interesting to me that, that people uh, are allowing this to happen. How bad does it have to get before we get to that wonderful movie network? You know, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I, think, I to, think we're beyond we're that.
5: There. If we're not there, then where in the ever-loving hell are we? We've well, got I to think stop we stop this. We can stop it in 24. We must stop it in 24. We do need. We need. I believe we need Donald Trump. But if something happens where they keep him from being able to run, then we need somebody that they do not suspect will actually be as if you voted Donald Trump in. Somebody who says, you know, like I said, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pardon. I'm gonna pardon the president. I'm gonna pardon these people, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna appoint the president. The, the, Forty-fifth president of the United States as my personal uh, right-hand man, and uh, and screw these people. My God. Well, I mean that's a good thing to
2: say. So much. We
5: can't allow him to get away with
2: anything. It's good. It's a good thing to say, John, to get on the to get on the radar to get your your quote as a presidential candidate. But what you just said isn't going to happen. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I disagree with you. I, I think that that, that there, nobody's going to be able to keep Donald Trump from running. Uh, they're going to no, no, throw everything they can but at it, but, yeah.
5: but it would be—I I don't think so either. But there'd have to be somebody. If there is no backup plan, there is no backup plan. Yeah. You know, we did not—we did not expect all those votes to go away and all those votes to suddenly appear in 2020, but they did. Let we me just no this... plan because we did not believe we needed one.
2: Well, John, there's a, there's, a, there's a dynamic happening right now, and, and you've got the Mike Pence wing who says that, uh, you know, we shouldn't be populist. We should return to conservative ideals, which, by the way, is nothing more than let's go back to the, uh, the slapped Republican Party that always gives in to Democrats. That's Mike Pence. That's Paul right, Ryan. Right, right. All right. right. Donald Tr- Donald Trump is the opposite of that. And I don't think that the Republican Party at large is going to go back to the old days of the GOP, the old Mitch McConnell. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, so. think
5: so either. I don't think so either. But we've got to have somebody like Donald Trump. He's the only one that says, "Look, this is the greatest country in the history of the world." And we have had a setback, an intentional setback, over the last couple of years where people have basically turned us into a socialist or communist country, and we have got to take it back. We have got to make America great again, not just because we want to, not just because it's the right thing to do. We have an obligation to make America great again, not just for America but for the
2: world for anyone who lives you're exactly lives right under oppression John, who wants freedom John there are more people I mean listen there are uh, literally there are protests in other countries they realize that the world needs a strong America because America led the world out of darkness I like to say John London London existed for 1200 years before United States, and yet 250 years ago, they were still crapping in the street. All right, they had 1,200 years to get where we got in 250. So the reason why you have a cell phone, the reason why we went to the moon and played golf, is because of the United States, and and the world needs the United States. By the way, that CNN poll is now trending on Twitter. and people are it's it's shocking new cnn poll shows that more americans believe joe and hunter acted illegally cnn exposed itself i think john i i feel optimistic about the country i feel very we have a lot of tribulations to go through john but i really yeah, do the truth is. the truth is getting out bro i, I believe that and, then we're, and i think we're experiencing well, it. political it? yeah go ahead
5: I don't know much how much time we have, but the, what, what they don't seem to realize is once, once they have indicted President Trump, based on the fact that he said 2020 was rigged, now they have to prove 2020 was not rigged. They yes. fell into their own trap. Yeah. Are they that stupid? Do they really not realize that now it is incumbent upon them to prove that they are right and Donald Trump and, and 80 million people are wrong?
2: Yeah. And that's what will come out. <laughs> Let me ask you this, John. Let me ask you this. This is off off the topic of politics. Um, you're a songwriter. You're an artist. You uh, you love music. And by the way, I've been really getting down with some country crossover. Colton a uh, Colter Wall. You ever hear Coulter Wall? Holy hell! I've been listening to some really good crossover. Chris Stapleton. You know Chris Stapleton. Oh, but course, you know this yeah. this song, Maybe "Rich John- Men North." Yeah, This this uh, this song, Rich Men, North of Richmond, uh, as a songwriter, as someone who appreciates lyrics and realizes the poetic power of lyrics, when you first heard that song, what did it say to you?
5: When I first heard that song, I've, I've not heard the song. I apologize. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. I, you know that. I heard that song. You know, I'm in, I'm in an incredible amount of mourning right now. Oh, so I, I get have uh, I have written a new album, so you know I've, I'm concentrated on my music. But you tell me, tell me what North of Richmond means. I mean, North well, what I'm going to do? What am going to
2: do? Kind of like, you know, I, like Lincoln's War. Yeah, well, let me tell you, um, I, and I, I apologize. I should have asked you ahead of time because I know you are yeah, going no. through a very difficult time, John. I apologize, and I also know that you've been on location. If I'm not mistaken, you've been on location as well. Yeah,
5: I was on so, uh, and, and yeah.
2: What I'll do, what I'll do is we'll move on from it. I'll send you a copy of it, and I want to have you back on once you've had the chance because I know that you're not, a, you can't be as plugged in as I am because I have no life, uh, and. <laughs> <laughs> But but I'll send you. But I do believe. But I do believe that uh, we are experiencing not only a political wake up call, but a spiritual wake up call. You know, um, uh, I think we've got, like I I said, we've got the trailer park and you've got the hood coming together because they realize how much we've been abused. We realize how high on the hog DC has lived while we've suffered. And so I think uh, I try to stay positive every day, John. And sometimes it when you when you look at everything
5: harder to do but you know all we want Rob is we want opportunity. those people who are willing to pursue opportunity to go after it with both hands all we want is that chance to do so. We don't want somebody to hand us something you know I was I was always raised I'd, I'd rather I'd rather work for five dollars an hour than be given six six yeah. You know, yeah it's about seizing opportunity so those who are in power over not over us those who represent us in our government because remember, they work for us. It's a government by the people and for the people, not a people by the government and for the government. Their job is to keep us safe. Hello, hello, borders.
2: And hey, John. Listen, we can we take a break? Can we take a junk Can we take a break and come back? We're running a little late. Can you do one more break, real quick? All right, bro. Let's take a break. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. John Schneider on the other side. John Schneider on the Newsmax Highlight. Dude, we got to do an hour-long podcast. I'm afraid if you and I got started, we'd do a 12-hour podcast. Hey,
5: why, not? Why, not? why not? And we have uh, problems would be fixed by the time we were done.
2: I swear to God. No, but I I think things are uh are swinging in our direction. I think they they really uh kind of shot their wad in 2020. Uh we've got a lot of things in front of us. We've got a lot of tribulations and you know John as well as I do that uh, you got to go through tribulations to reach enlightenment and I think we're going to get there. So I'm 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 continuing to be you can't be depressed. You've got to be a joyful warrior. Uh, otherwise your morale's going to go and you're going to lose.
5: You have to take action. You know, we can't, uh, we can't be on the sidelines. We've got to do something. And the very least that we have to do is vote. I'm, st- I'm still shocked where I run into people who say, oh, I'm not going to vote. What's the, what's the difference? What difference does my vote make? Well, come on. Your difference, your, your vote makes all the difference in the world. People have died for your right and your obligation to vote. Um, and yet... One of the one of the ploys of the, of the Democrats is to make uh, Republicans, not even Republicans on the fence, but just, you know, Republicans who work for a living like most Republicans do uh, think, you know, it's not it's not worth their time because it's already fixed. You know, it's already in the bag. One thousand percent. Uh, we've got to come against that with everything we've got.
2: Yeah, that's what I said to my kids. My my son came back from college, walked a mile in the rain to vote because I made sure they were with me whenever whenever I voted. I said, you cannot live in this country and not vote. And honestly, I got no time for people who say, I never voted in my life. You know, screw you. Then I won't talk to you. I don't have time for the nonsense. John, we gotta yeah, got to run here. Good, uh, what, it gives, you a, it, it gives you, know, you a platform on which to complain. You know, so thank we, you, that's,
5: you. I'm always looking for that.
2: <laughs> All right, man. So what are you working on now real quick? You've got about a minute here. What's going on? Okay, uh, where can we on fu- the new
5: album? the new album, which is a tribute to my beautiful bride. It's called uh, We're Still Us. That'll come out on what you, you you and I know. I call it Orange Friday. It's a Friday <laughs> after Thanksgiving uh, in honor of the General Lee because orange cars matter. So, um <laughs> That comes out also. <laughs> yes, also. Yes, at yes. the same time, yes. my, my bride was working on a uh, was working on a book about how to navigate the uh, the slings and arrows of the of the of oncology and of of cancer. Called in the driver's seat, and that book will be out uh, at the same time as the album. So that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing mostly now is uh, is paying tribute. To the most wonderful person I ever knew.
2: <laughs> I know, bro, and I can't even imagine what you're going through. I'm married to her, and I, uh, you know, and I, I, realize more and more every day what it's worth and what it means to me. Because uh, I would oh be lost God. without her. If I'd ever, be lost without her, bro.
5: If it ever goes away, you just uh, you can't imagine. So I've become uh, I've become kind of the poster child for uh, for people who are grieving, and I'm, I'm telling people, look, it's okay to cry. Right. It's okay to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, find people who are on the same road as you and, and make friends with them because right. you know, we are truly gotcha. the only people who understand.
2: All right, listen, we got to run. We're up against a heartbreak. God bless you, bro. Right. We'll Thank talk you. again soon. All right, bye.
1: Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Wide web. This is the Rob Carson Show.
2: And this is the final hour of the Rob Carson Show on this uh, Thursday, already the 7th of September. The 7th of September. Tonight I'm going to be watching my Chiefs play. Fall football is here. I uh, I do appreciate college football. Haven't been in college football, uh, haven't been a big college football fan in a while, grew up in the southwest Iowa. We were all corn shuckers, corn huskers. <laughs> uh, but I know that uh, college football is, uh, is coming, and I know there are a lot of people who are very much into uh, the college gridiron. It's a good time. It's a good time. It makes us forget some things. We wrested uh, pro football from the uh, the PC bull crap that they tried to pull on us and realized they were in existential crisis. So they had to pull their butts out of their, their heads out of their butts. And focus on uh, instead of the one guy kneeling, the sixty-five thousand who were standing. So uh, I'm excited about uh, football. I, I went out this morning, and for the first time in uh, in several months, I was able to uh, open the windows of the house so the air conditioning would turn off. <laughs> and uh, and I and I love the fall. I just love it. It's a, it's an energizing. There's something about it, and you know when it's there. It's not quite there yet. The, the temperature was there, but you know, if you, particularly if you're uh, from a place that has four seasons that are very distinct, including you know, where leaves fall from the trees, unlike some states, but you know there's, there's a smell in the air that, it, that shows it's fall, and it's, uh, it's very uh, energizing. I think it's energizing anyway. Maybe you don't. Of course, it portends uh, winter, which just sucks. I, I hate winter. Always have. It's not about uh, my age. I've always really hated winter. Don't like it. Love Christmas. Love Christmas. Really, really hate winter. So, I find this kind of funny. Uh, I opened the show with this this morning. CNN decided to do a poll on a story they're not covering. Why is that? CNN decides to do a poll on something they think there's no evidence for, which is Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and their profound corruption. I'm not even going to say alleged at this point. Because I'm not a journalist, all right? I'm not. My opinion is Oh, duh. <laughs> of course they're crooked. Of course they've been selling influence. But CNN, I mean, and, and honestly, I don't want to interrupt them in what they're doing. I don't uh, want to interrupt their implosion. I don't. Because honestly, CNN literally forced viewership in airports around the world. For a monopoly on news years ago. Monopoly on news. And they've blown it. They're getting blown away by this network. There's a little startup called Newsmax, although it's been around a while. Getting beaten by Newsmax, not even in twenty million homes. They're in twenty million more homes than Newsmax, and CNN is a fart in the wind right now. So uh, you know I don't want to interrupt their their uh, their path toward destruction. By uh, you know I want them to continue not covering the story that will be the biggest political scandal in world history. Please please do because you're going to go down the drain as one of the tools of the state. You're, you're- be made fun of hopefully when when sanity returns to universities if ever particularly j schools they'll use cnn as a bad example of how to be a partisan sycophant how to just rip and read copy sent to you by the powers that be in the federal government and then to service uh, slavishly serve them so maybe that'll happen but this is cnn this morning and
3: when you look here about President Biden now serving as president, his actions in the Hunter Biden probe, have they been appropriate or not? I just
2: don't like the use of the word Hunter Biden and probe in the same sentence. Um,
3: Fifty-five percent of Americans, a majority, believe Biden's actions related to the Hunter Biden probe, inappropriate. Twenty-four percent of Democrats, again, a majority of independents, 52 percent. What?
2: What? You can't
3: win without independence, and nearly all Republicans at ninety percent believe that. And this is to show yeah. what happens when you don't push back at mm-hmm. all, which
2: is really basically what the White House is doing. Been- okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on He's saying this is what happens when the White House doesn't push back. <laughs> he, he wait a minute. He's saying this is what happens that uh, the facts don't matter. Uh, it's the pushback that's causing all this. There's not been a Hunter
3: Biden defense uh, kind of mounted in a public relations way. And it's
2: because there's nothing to defend because it's so ungodly, stupid and obvious to everybody that any attempt at something. And they've been launching defenses. Dear God, heaven, Joe Biden invited him to live in, in the White House for a few weeks and brought him out to public events, brought him to the Easter egg roll. And oddly enough, at the same time, they found cocaine and said White hell. I know, it's weird. <laughs> it's just, honestly, wow. You people are just, I mean, just so stupid. I love it. I just love that you're this ignorant. It, it's, it's, uh, it, makes, me, it makes me glad to see that clueless people uh, will gradually lose interest because they parrot lies and then wake up and go, what the hell happened? And that's where they're headed. So I, I really, really love this. Uh, as far as the economy is concerned, I want you to listen about this. Because, you know, I'm not going to be retiring probably for about 12, 13, 14 years, and that's fine. I like what I do for a living. A staggering one in five Americans say they will never be able to retire. 36% of people age 55 and older say they'll never be able to retire when they had planned. Well, if you're 55, if you haven't retired already, then you're going to have to start preparing for it. One of the things you're going to have to do is diversify your portfolio. And one of the things you might consider doing, because they never lose value, they do drop in price, but they're always valuable. Precious metals, gold, silver, you get it. There are a bunch of companies trying to sell you gold and silver. There's only one that I would recommend, and that is Swiss America. You've heard of Swiss America. They are A-plus rated by the BBB. And you can learn, just learn without buying anything, just learn why it's important that you consider diversifying some of your portfolio to gold and silver get the secret war on cash all right i was blown away when i read it get your free copy by calling or texting to this number write it down 800-289-2646 All right, 800-289-2646. Mention my name, Rob Carson. When you call or text, you will get this terrific booklet about how to invest in precious metals because you're going to need it sooner or later. Might as well go up in value. Isn't going to be doing anything in your savings account, right? No, not much. 800-289-2646 or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. All right. SwissAmerica.com slash Carson if you want to get some uh, information on it. We're glad to have them as a sponsor. We really appreciate them being a part of it. I I want to mention a little bit more about this uh, Larry Sinclair interview with Tucker Carlson. Because I didn't get a chance to, I had uh, John Schneider as a guest last hour, and uh, and Tucker has gotten about 17 million views on this, so there is an interest in it. It certainly is not the, I guess the interest that uh, the uh, Donald Trump interview, uh, as opposed to the GOP debate on Fox had, but a lot of people did watch it. Um, he uh, he uh, implied, and and I'll, I'll mention, I want to mention the beginning of this, uh, Tucker Carlson uh, introducing this uh, this and and this is where the, the it doesn't matter about the. you know the sex and the coke and all that crap i I think it's salacious i don't care um but what is is the media working with them to cover up everything meteoric doesn't begin to describe it how did this happen well the outlines
4: are fairly well known though rarely talked about a small group of democratic donors mostly in chicago decided that barack obama was their guy he was the vessel for their ambitions they paid for his campaign they paved the way for his rise he spent two years pointlessly in the United States Senate preparing to run for president in yeah. 2008, and of course, in the end, he won. But the question was, who was this man? Where did he come from? What did he spend his life?
2: And all of that didn't matter. Now, Eugen Zeers may not rem- remember this, but everything about Barack—he was never vetted. Uh, there were questions about everything from his birth certificate. Not going to get that. Not going to go there. Not going to go there. Knock it off. Not going to go there. Uh, his middle name. You couldn't say his middle name. His middle name's Hussein. And by saying Barack Hussein Obama, you were suddenly racist. <laughs> it was that stupid. They were, running, they were running interference for him forever. And I remember he came up with the expression, hope and change. Now, if Joe Biden suddenly said, we're in the party of hope and change, you'd say, yeah, you know what? Buy my groceries with hope and change, Jack Weed all right and so i made fun of it immediately because there was he never had anything substantive in his campaign he never he never really promised anything he promised that he was going to fix health care he's promised promised the green agenda and all that he did all the typical democrat promises he never fulfilled any of them but he ran on nothing <laughs> and uh, and i questioned that this is a parody that i did for rush limbaugh you'll hear me a slightly younger rob carson uh, in this, but this is what it was, and this is why I made fun of his candidacy. And, and the things that Tucker Carlson talked about last night was that he never was vetted. That, that so many things, uh, you know, uh, could have possibly derailed his campaign, including, I don't know, having sex with dudes in the back of a limousine snorting coke. Right? Or Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, here's the bit. I'm voting for Barack Obama because I believe in the future. A vote for Obama is a vote for the future. Because the future is ahead of us. That's me. And the past has come before us. And the future is yet to come. A vote for Obama is a vote for hope.
3: I believe Obama believes in hope and hopes for a future filled with hope. If
6: you believe that change can't happen if you don't do something, Vote Obama.
7: I believe that we U.S. Americans want change and Obama will change things and not leave us unchanged.
6: If you believe the future is not now and not in the past, vote Obama.
7: The past is like history and that is so like yesterday.
6: If you hope there's a candidate that believes in hope, vote for Obama. If you believe that Obama believes in everything you believe in, vote for hope. Vote for change. Vote Obama.
2: Now, what was the uh, one thing, if you could listen to that entire parody again, what is the one thing that stands out in your mind? It said nothing. There was nothing to that. It was a circle fest. It was a Kamala Harris press conference. Nothing was said during 60 seconds of parody not one thing not one thought was posited by it that was barack obama's campaign (laughs) i thought thought i'd just bring that up that was barack obama's uh, campaign hope and change really hope and change how's hope and change going to pay my heating bill how's hope and change going to cause the price of gas to go down and and what did hope hope and change ultimately result in Uh, nothing not a damn thing particularly with black america Under Democrat leadership, that's that's what it was all about. That's what it was all about. Um, I do want to. I wanted a couple more little sound bites from this interview last night um, with Larry Sinclair. This is Larry Sinclair after he had had sex with Barack Obama and seeing him on television. Um,
4: Did you talk to him again?
3: I did not. In
4: fact, I. And did you have any idea, even though you had sex with him twice? You did cocaine with him, watched him smoke crack twice. You had no idea who he was.
3: I had no idea who he was until I'm sitting in my house in Tequala, Nagarito, Mexico in 2004. And he walked on that stage in Boston, in the DNC convention and I literally hit the floor.
2: You're like, hey, I bleeped that guy. Oh, my gosh, that's fantastic. Hey, mom, guess what? Uh, no, he didn't say that. Uh, but that was, you know. It's interesting that that whenever these, uh, you know, allegations or whatever, like, for instance, uh, E. Jean Carroll and and Donald Trump, no evidence that they ever were together, they ever met each other, no photographic evidence, no DNA, no witnesses, nothing. But this guy can come out and and nobody believes him and he's immediately shut down. Uh, But this is kind of an interesting part of the story. um, Because some other people who were involved with Barack Obama in their life, uh, bad things happened to them. As the phone calls that I got in late 2007
3: came from a gentleman that i have uh, he's re- talking
2: about people from the obama campaign contacting him Repeatedly identified as donald young donald Young. and it
3: was donald young who had mentioned to me that the campaign was not going to acknowledge the sex and the drug yeah the obama campaign so who was donald young donald young as a choir director and a school teacher He was the choir director at Jeremiah Wright's church in Chicago, the same church that Barack Obama went
2: to. Weird. Uh, He was also. Where was uh, the uh, black liberation theology was taught?
3: A very openly gay black man, Uh, but very well respected.
2: Did you know him?
3: I had never met him. I had not even realized that the person who was communicating with me had been killed.
2: Now, the story of Donald Young, in case you haven't heard, is coming up. And then I've got some other things I want to get to, including, uh, well, uh, at least one senator is saying that Mitch McConnell is not, uh, is not fit for duty. And Huntington Beach, California, has said uh, bleep you to your mask mandates and the possibility of them. That's on the way. The number is 800 on The Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. The uh, Rob Carson Show. By the way, if you'd like to check out the podcast of the show, we are on uh, obviously all of the usual uh, channels for podcasting. If you're not all that familiar with podcasting, and you know it's cool, uh, just go to newsmax.com/slash/listen. Okay. So if you're afraid of podcasting, and maybe some people are a little bit reticent about it. Uh, it's it's just basically uh, you know it's audio of the of the radio show and you can listen to it whenever. Again, just go to uh, newsmax. dot com slash listen if you would do that and uh, and share it with others uh, as we as we grow the program. Excuse me, one second. Note to self: Don't eat part of an apple during the break. All right, so uh, a few things I want to get to. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. One more soundbite on this uh, this interview last night, Tucker Carlson. Uh, and there was this, uh, uh, this uh, Donald Young was uh, an associate of uh, Barack Obama, openly gay, uh, was an attendee at uh, Reverend J- Jeremiah Wright's church. He was a black liberation theologist uh, preacher, and that is a Marxist ideology, by the way. Case you didn't know, again, you Gen Zers, you may not know that. He went through this radical, radical uh, black church that... Uh, uh, it was just uh, as Marxist as Marxist gets, and uh, and what happened to this uh, this Donald Young guy who uh, called uh, the uh, the uh, the guy who you know uh, had sex with Barack Obama? Uh, what happened to uh, Donald Young uh, after the exchange? Here it is. Donald Young calls you, you. You
4: actually end up sounds like you kind of like and trust Donald Young. I did. Um, did he say how long he would had a relationship with?
3: Him? He had just said that they had been intimate for years it's
4: for years Okay. Um, well, yeah. and what happened mm-hmm. Could to donald. Be a lot of things
3: though. donald young was shot dead in his apartment second floor in chicago illinois i think it was december 23rd of 2000. 2007. Oh. Oh, yeah. according to the police report and the death certificate multiple gunshot wounds uh close range no forced entry second floor apartment which is what he's normally into not a single resident in the building heard a single shot, but yet they can hear every shot that's fired in the. Oh, sh- okay, there you
2: go. So, uh, as far as uh, Barack Obama uh, sexual dealings, I don't care. I, I don't care. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't care one way or the other. I think you know if it's true, it's doesn't say much for his marriage. Blah blah, blah whatever. Huh? Drug use, you know, it should be uh, obviously if you've got a void in your character that big. Is it going to cloud the rest of your decision? I would venture to say, yeah. Crack addicted, uh, you know, having uh, gay dalliances in the back of a of a limo while you're married. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. You know, not my not my cup of tea, as it were. But uh, but it is it is curious about the. I think this is really where the mm, nah, it happened during the Clinton administration. Uh, the pedal to the metal on covering whatever, uh, you know. Things you had going in the background that are really unsavory, like Bill Clinton assaulting women sexually in hotel rooms while state troopers held, stood guard. You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, the women there are always discounted. The, the people who are, uh, uh, anyone who brings anything forward as far as a Democrat is concerned, they are always discounted. Uh, and, but not, uh, not when it comes to uh, uh, Democrats who have allegations against Republicans like uh, Brett Kavanaugh or uh, Donald Trump in, uh, with E. Jean Carroll. It is curious. And that's what that uh, interview to me last night said. I could really give a crap less about uh, what he did in the limo and all of that stuff. Oh, by the way, real quick, uh, Trump has taken a 55% support lead in California. In California. One of my favorite songs. California primary voters in a survey uh, from the University of Berkeley Institute of Governmental Studies. So uh, with UC Berkeley... Donald Trump... 55% 55% this this made their little heads explode they may have had to have a, a quadruple latte with no foam uh, because of all the stress they were going through so Ron DeSantis second place uh, 16% UN Ambassador Nikki Haley and Vivek Ramaswamy trailed with 7 and 4% uh, respectively uh, Chris Christie who says today that Donald Trump has mental issues he's mentally unfit this from the guy who's like 61 and a good 200 pounds overweight so there you go Uh, On the way, Eric Adams is complaining about how terrible it is to have people come to your city who are not here legally into a sanctuary city that you espoused for years. Practice what you preach much? That's on the way. This is the Rob Carson Show. Rage against the machine, which is what we have to do. Thank you very much. So I got a a note from Patricia. Rob, I love you. Well, thank you, Patricia, but we barely know each other. Uh, She also said, you make me smile, uh, and we all need that in this crazy world. I liked it when you said your head will explode Regarding, (laughs) regarding the illegals being paid. My gosh, it's almost unbelievable what is going on. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, a uh, CPB agent is saying that uh, illegals coming across the border with a child, single parent with one child gets $2,200 a month, plus airfare, you know, and, uh, and bus ticket or whatever the hell you're going to use. And, and they're doubling up. So uh, one parent uh, can be with one kid, the other parent can be with another kid, get $4,400 a month. Uh, uh, before taxes, that's $52,000, but this won't be taxed because they're here illegally, you see. And they don't have to, they won't get the Social Security number. You get it, you get it. Yeah. So really they're making about 80 k uh, And that's what they're coming home with is 53000 While you're making $1,400 in your uh, Social Security or, you know, whatever. Or maybe you're working three jobs and you can't even make them that. It, it, is, it is remarkable. It is, uh, it's, it's sickening is what it is. This is Tony Blinken, our Secretary of State. He's the guy who got the uh, 51 Intel officials to sign the lie. Uh, that that said that Hunter Biden's laptop on Russian disinformation, he did that. That alone is seditious behavior. But here he is talking about all the money they're sending to Ukraine. For Ukraine not only to survive
5: but to thrive, we're also supporting its efforts to rebuild from Russia's aggression. Uh, At the Ukraine Recovery Conference held in London a few months ago, I pledged that the United States would invest more than $520 million in making Ukraine's energy infrastructure.
2: Now, uh, in in, uh, Lahaina, on the island of Maui, uh, the residents had their homes reduced to ashes and their loved ones. And they got $700 one-time payment from FEMA. And FEMA, 600-plus employees are staying at five-star resorts. So about $3 million has been spent by the federal government. On a city, an American city, that was burned to the ground. Half of
5: which has been destroyed by Russia. Cleaner, more resilient, and more integrated with Europe. I don't care. We're making new investments to enhance the transparency of Ukraine's institutions and to bolster the rule of law. How about ours? So that Ukraine's democracy is even more responsive to the needs of its people. Well, it's not. And can attract the private capital needed to rebuild.
2: you know what? We're, We're not in nation building here. This isn't World War II. Uh, It's bullcrap, and the American people are onto it. And here's old Mitch McConnell. Mitch was back. Mitch was back. And he's doing fine and everything. And Mitch McConnell says that Joe Biden uh, spends money on Ukraine too slowly. We need to get more money to them faster. The president has, I think, been too slow to keep the commitments that he's made publicly. But at least he's supporting the effort. I think he could have done it more skillfully, but he is supporting the effort, and I intend to
6: continue to support it. And I hope the majority of my colleagues will feel the same way. Well, we're
2: not there, Mitch. We're not that uh, feeling that way. Uh, you and Jody Ernst, uh, you guys can stand there and pose and all of that stuff, and all you rhinos can do that. But uh, the American people aren't down with it, and uh, and we're getting kind of damn tired of it. Uh, you look at we're we're paying pensions for, for uh, government officials in Ukraine. Do you have a pension? I ain't got a pension. I'm never going to have a pension. I got a 401K. I'm going to have some savings. Hell, I may work myself to death. Who the hell knows? But you don't have to worry about it if you're in Ukraine. And you certainly don't have to worry about it if you're coming across the border illegally. Yeah. Uh, here is uh, Rand Paul, by the way, uh, talking about Mitch McConnell being ready for duty even though he's frozen up completely at a podium twice in the last month
7: i think
5: it's an inadequate explanation to say this is dehydration
2: well i've practiced medicine for 25 years and it doesn't look like dehydration to me it looks like a focal neurologic event that doesn't mean it's incapacitating doesn't mean he can't serve but it means that somebody ought to wake up and say wow this looks like a seizure." you know i can tell when i'm dehydrated uh, when I go to the bathroom and it looks like I swallowed a highlighter when I pee, that's how I can tell. I don't usually freeze up. I'm just uh, I'm just saying. Is it too early for Halloween themed parodies? I don't think it is. Let's do one about Eric Adams, the mayor of New York. Here's Jim Gossett. <laughs> His
6: leadership's
2: not pretty. He's ruined New York City. He's made things really crappy.
7: Eric
6: Adams ought to go. Nice, says right. the problem is a local. He bling at the local. But she they're very vocal And Adam seeks to go uh. Illegals they're exclaiming They're the ones he's shaming But wasn't he proclaiming They're New York's family uh. He had a revelation Illegals hurt our nation But that train has left the station And Adam seeks
2: to go uh, Jim Gossett wrote that this morning And produced it I uh, The first hour of the show I sent him the idea, and he threw that together. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And by the way, let the official Halloween parody season begin. Somebody light the torch. Just, Just go ahead and light the torch there. We're gonna, the ceremony is, uh, well, you get it. Yeah, the official Halloween parody season has begun. So there you go. I, I declare it official today. Awesome. Oh, by the way, if you want to see uh, Jim Gossett, September the 16th, at Logan's Roadhouse in McDonough, Georgia, outside Atlanta. Get your tickets, because they're going to be gone. So not this Saturday, but the next. Uh, 678-829-SHOW. 678-829-SHOW. Sell this thing out, because it's going to be a good time. If you haven't seen some good comedy in a while, and you want to hear all the parodies he does and we work together on... See the show. See the show. So Eric Adams is, uh, you know, complaining, and, and a lot of people like, uh, for instance, uh, Governor of Massachusetts, uh, Kathy Hochul, whatnot, uh, they've all been about being uh, being uh, sanctuary cities. You know, California is a sanctuary state. And it's really amazing because Democrats, they always do very well with, uh, uh, you know, with uh, essentially uh, what trying, grandstanding, uh, 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 whatnot. Saying that they're one thing, really not embracing it, uh you know expecting you to do certain things when they would never do that. Uh, I think you understand what i'm saying but uh but they they've been parenting uh sanctuary cities forever, and they're fine when sanctuary cities are San Jose or Albuquerque or you know uh Austin or you know who whatever border community <clears throat> along the southern border, as long as it's somebody else's problem, virtue signaling is the word I was looking for uh Democrats are always good about virtue signaling, but they never you know, will uh, commit to it. For instance, um, Martha's Vineyard, when, uh, when Ron DeSantis said illegals to Martha's Vineyard, they couldn't have those people there. Can't have those people here at Martha's Vineyard. So they sent them away to a military base. Well, I would venture to say that what Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott have been doing, which is sending the migrants to sanctuary cities, is a genius move. I hate the fact that that, uh, New York city is suffering because of it. Cause I really, I, I went to New York the very first time two years ago. I love it. I I love it. It's, it's amazing. I was talking to my wife about it last night. She goes, you know, when the kids moved out, if taxes weren't so high and so terrible, I would love to have, you know, a place in New York. I'm like, really? And she watches a lot of sex in the city. Uh, but I would just move for the pizza. Um, But now, you know, it's a mess. It's a mess. I mean, I I smell pot everywhere I go when I've been in Manhattan. I see people parked in ATM vestibules, people who are homeless. Like, that makes me want to get my money out of my account in front of the the homeless uh, crack addict or whatever. (coughs) And then let's not forget the homeless people just peeing in front of you between buildings while your kids are walking with you. But all this virtue signaling, uh, you know. Finally, when when the chickens come home to roost, then they're the first people to to bitch about it. Actually, and this is uh, Eric Adams yesterday speaking to uh, city council about uh, how this this migrant crisis, which, by the way, sanctuary city that's where people seeking sanctuary go. uh, He said it is ruining the city. Here is
7: Eric Adams: hundred and ten thousand migrants. We have to feed, clothes house, educate the t- children, wash their laundry sheets, give them everything they need, healthcare, and this team- No, you don't need to do that. Cause
2: see, they wouldn't do that in Mexico City or wherever if you decided to go there illegally. You don't have to do that. But you know, you're a sanctuary city, so why are you complaining about it now?
7: Here, we stated, let's do everything possible before we have to push it out into neighborhoods and communities month after month i stood up and i said this is going to come to a neighborhood near you we're getting no support on this national crisis and we're receiving no support and let me tell you something new yorkers never in my life have i had a problem that i did not see an ended to
2: yeah Yeah. well what about uh, the last administration bill de blasio what a lousy buffoon that man and his wife were. She made a. She's a magician. Did you know that? Did you know Bill De Blasio's wife's a magician? She made one billion dollars in uh, aid for mentally ill people. Disappear. I mean, gone. Remarkable. Eric Adams. He is uh, setting up a tents. Is it Battery Park who's set up the tents? And and literally, he's going to spend twenty thousand dollars a month to house one illegal. So put an illegal in a tent for a month for 20K. I've already said I would rent out my wife's she shed, I would even bring a porta potty in, and I would take six illegals. So I would gladly take, and I'll just do $10,000 per. So I will take six illegals, uh, $60,000 a month. I will do my part, I will do my part. But that's not what it's really all about. Here's a little bit more from the, uh, the already failed mayor of New York, Eric Adams.
7: One time we were just in Venezuela. Now we get in Ecuador. Now we get in Russian-speaking, coming through Mexico. Well, I evidence mean, is weird because we've been talking about all
2: these people coming across the border who aren't from, uh, you know, just Mexico, here to work. They're coming from all over the world, which is terrifying. And I think you should be terrified because if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> 13 hijackers out of Saudi Arabia, a good share of those flew planes into the buildings in New York and uh, they were here illegally as well.
7: Now we getting uh, of western Africa, now we getting people from all over the huh. globe have made their minds Weird. up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border yeah. and come into New York City. And everyone is saying it's New York City's problem. Every community in this city is going to be impacted. We had a 12 billion dollar deficit that we're going did you to have think,
2: to... Did you think being a sanctuary city was going to be free? Was just going to be something you could put on bumper stickers? Is that what you thought? You just thought saying, we're a sanctuary city and if you don't allow illegals to come into your
7: town, you suck. You didn't think that would catch up with you? Every service in this city is going to be impacted. All of us.
2: Now, I feel bad for the people of New York. Uh, I've heard that Staten Island wants to uh, secede. I I don't blame you. I mean, honestly, uh, Democrat politicians are making it impossible to live where you live. It's impossibly expensive to live there. The taxes are too high. Every night I hear Sean Hannity lamenting about having to live in New York. Well, move, Sean. Geez. I've got to pay 60% tax. Well, really, really, Sean. Rush Limbaugh moved out like five years in because he realized how badly he was being scrawled, and he moved. And he was also, by the way, Rush Limbaugh was also, just like Donald Trump, uh, audited by the state of New York every year just to be D-words. That's what they Just audit them. Just to find anything. Uh, he, You know, so uh, I don't blame the people of New York. I blame the people who keep voting for this crap. And if you voted for Eric Adams and you voted for Bill de Blasio and you voted for Hogel, uh what's the expression? There's this cute little expression I learned years ago. What the heck? Oh yeah, here it is. Here it is. Uh-oh. Boo frickity who? Here's more Eric
7: Adams. It's gonna come to your neighborhoods. All of us are going to be impacted by this. I said it last year when we had fifteen thousand, and I'm telling you now with one hundred and ten thousand, the city we knew we're about to lose, and we're all in this together, all of us. Staten Island, sand, send them out to Manhattan. Manhattan is saying, send them out to Queens. Queens is saying, send them out to Brooklyn. No, it's not the game we can play.
2: Yeah, you know what? Uh, you know, this is what you get when you bed down with idiots. This is what you get when you bed down with idiots and academics. That's what happens because they have no life experience. They weren't a part of building New York, making New York the city that it is. It took people from every walk of life, every country in the world. And it's celebrated. It's magnificent. The, the Italian areas of town, the, the Irish, the German, the, the whatever, the black, the white, Harlem. I mean, come on. But, but you're the ones, the Democrat Party are the ones who, rather than celebrating all of this that came together and built the greatest city in the world... They've hated it. They've divided us even more. And then they've done stupid crap like the COVID nonsense and calling yourself a sanctuary city and then, uh, you know, voting for it. So it's your fault. And I'm sorry that that New York is suffering because of it. I'm hoping and it looks like it's beginning to turn around. Uh, Let's take a break. Uh, Come back. We got one more break. I promise it'll be entertaining. This is the Rob Carson show. Huntington Beach, California. They have voted to ban mask and COVID vaccine mandates because uh, they were stupid. Here's a little bit of the report.
6: Yeah, hey there, Sam and
5: Pedro. This issue you're talking about was one of a number of controversial issues on the agenda last
2: night at that Huntington Beach City Council meeting, as you mentioned. Because of all these controversial issues, that meeting went to about... Were these these, uh, issues controversial? Is that what you're saying? ...in the morning, and at times, it got contentious.
3: Because they did not want to comply.
1: Officer, please remove. Please remove the audience.
2: You're idiots. That outburst at Tuesday night's Huntington Beach City
5: Council meeting was largely directed at a proposal by Mayor Pro Tem Gracie
6: Vandermark to make Huntington Beach a no-mask, no-vaccine mandate. I like her.
3: The city should ban broad universal mask and vaccine mandates by declaring the city to be a no mask, no vaccine mandate city. Good. An exception to this rule only applies to those who have tested positive for COVID.
5: While the mayor pro tem had her supporters in the audience.
3: Wearing a mask and getting a vaccine and a booster should be a personal choice, not a mandate. As individuals, we have the right to choose whether
2: we wear a mask or not yes. or get vaccinated or not
1: thank you
7: i choose
2: not thank you. she also had plenty of detractors the council has not provided any evidence of impending COVID mandates
3: in my opinion
2: well you see uh you know they didn't say that the last time either but they did it so I'm cool with it. Uh, Monica Crowley actually was on uh, on Newsmax last night. I love me some Monica Crowley. Here's what she said about, uh, about masks on Rob Schmidt's show.
0: But the whole thing is theater, as a good doctor just said. It was all theater. It was never grounded in science. Hmm. It was never grounded in facts. And with every passing day we get- What was
2: it grounded in?
0: Fear? More and more reports about the actual truth, about the fact that Dr. Fauci knew exactly where this virus had come from because he helped to fund the gain-of-function oh, research. True, yeah. They it's, all hmm. knew it was a giant setup from the beginning. I'm not saying the consequences weren't real, yeah. people did get sick, sure. people did die, mm-hmm. but the entire handling of this from the beginning was a fraud, and if yep. you were stupid enough to fall for this fraud again,
2: <laughs> wow. designed
0: for political reasons, executed for political reasons, then we Really can't help you now, can yeah.
2: we? Here is uh, Rand Paul talking about uh, masking kids.
0: It's a crime against children, and we should never put our kids back in the masks. Right now, I'm having a battle with the Senate physician who wants to do three vaccines for all of our pages. Wow, they're 18 years old, and we now know that guess what? In America, not one healthy child died from COVID. What? I repeat that, not one, the number is zero, what? and yet we're forcing three vaccines and we now know yeah. that the more vaccines you give to children, the higher the incidence of the heart inflammation. So it's actually a malpractice to do this, and I'm fighting them because in the Senate they're still trying to force every page that comes in here, young, healthy people, to be
2: triple-vaxxed, and it actually... Well, I'm thinking that is the least that happens to congressional pages when they get to Washington, D.C. Yeah, no. Anyway, let's take a break. Come back and wrap things up. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, time for me to go. We're going to watch a little uh, NFL football later on. Uh, If you get a chance to uh, check out the entire podcast today and share it with others, all of the digital platforms, NewsmaxTV.com, including the interview from John Schneider today, Newsmax.com slash listen. Have a glorious day. God bless you. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. It's Friday. Woo!